the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour at 11 o'clock. Let me tell you real quick about Kurtz Automotive. He's up at I-17 in Bell, and the story goes like this. A lady calls me and says she's been told by two shops that she needs a new engine. And I said, well, what's the issue? What what says that? And she says, well, I have a red light on my uh, on my dashboard that has an engine on it. And they say, I need a new engine. And I said, okay. Why don't you take it over to Kurtz? So she takes it over to Kurtz, and Kurtz says, you have a bad oil pressure switch. There's nothing wrong with your engine, and he fixes the car for less than $50. Obviously, she's been a customer of his since then, and that's when Kurtz got on our list of best car repair shops because they're honest. They're dependable. And I can't tell you how many times I've referred people to them and that that Kurtz ended up fixing the problem for two, two things. Number one, a slightly different repair fixed the problem, and number two, the price was significantly different. So Kurtz Automotive, I-17 and Bell, northeast corner. We'll go to the phones. Lisa, ladies first. How can I help you? Hi, Mark. I wish you could fix a broken heart, but since you can't, can you tell me, I drive about 100 miles a day, and I'm looking for a new car, an SUV. Help me with that. Um, I need you to narrow it down for me, though. I, I and I'm happy to deal with this for you and and my email address is easy. It's Mark with a K at MarkSalem.com. Mark at MarkSalem.com. What I need from you is a hundred miles a day. I can get. I, I, I understand that, but I need you to narrow down all the SUVs. I need you to know. I need to know if you want a four-cylinder or a V6. I want to know if you have a four-wheel drive or not. Do you want leather interior or not? Those. Are, that's kind of the information that I need to guide you, but I'm capable of telling you what vehicle is reliable, but I also want to finish with this, Lisa. All the mainstream cars, Chevy, Ford, Dodge, Hyundai, Toyota, Honda, got anyone else, any other ones? Okay, on. let me turn on your mic here for you. Is there, the key is, is, there, is, one, yeah. that the, is, is there one that uses gas? Is it a hybrid and the gas engine? I'm not a fan of those. Um, I I think the benefits are are um, overstated. Um, I I think that if you get stuck on a Sunday morning in a small town, you're really stuck. And and I while I understand the environmental position, I want to tell you this: in the 1970s, people used to lock themselves in their garage and they would be dead with an idling car within about 10 minutes. Today. Any uh, a fuel a gasoline car you're going to die of starvation before you die as, of asphyxiation. So what comes out of the tailpipe on the cars today is just clean, breathable air. 
So I don't understand why why we're moving, uh, why we moved in different directions. Because now, the cars of old, uh, uh, they would burn your eyes and they would kill you. And people used to kill themselves by locking themselves in the garage. If it, you, that'll never happen with a newer model gas car today. So, but I'll help you. I'm happy to guide you. Mark at MarkSalem.com and just give me your three or four top picks and I'll discuss each one of them with you. Okay? Thank you. Thank you very oh, much. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Vince, you're up next. How can I help you? Yes, I have two questions. The first one is uh, I have a, uh, a 20 uh, Toyota Highlander and it's the, the, the book says take, it should take a synthetic oil. Uh, I went to fill it up the other day, and I, I used uh, conventional oil instead. Uh, it was about a, a quart and a, maybe a quart and a half low, uh, and I didn't realize okay. it until after it was all done. Now, the car normally takes, I think, about five quarts of oil. Um, and okay. I wonder, that's no I, big deal. No, that's, that, I was hoping you'd say that. Yeah, no, no. Renee's Renee's shaking her head with me. That's that's no big deal. That happens to the best of us. And and I, I remember not too long ago, I was, I was hauling some horses, and I was on the I-10, and I stopped at a Circle K to get gas, and all they had was conventional oil, and I needed a quart, and I just put a quart of 30 weight in it, even though I'm I'm running a 20 weight synthetic. No, there's no problem with that at all. The, all the oils are backward compatible. That's not it. it it's not going to cause any problem. Here. And 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 here's the really big news the engine can't tell the difference (laughs) and so can't tell the difference if you use quaker state or valvoline and keep in mind that that every oil in every car in the united states is either made by mobile shell phillips 66 or chevron so no matter what brand it is it came from one of those big companies and they all make the same kind of oil so yeah and um, the conventional is just a little bit thicker than the the synthetic as well right depends on the weight now they they've you're you're right in that because they have fives and twenties on the mm-hmm. synthetic side, so the synthetics have a consistency of water, so to speak. Right. But a thirty-weight conventional is close to peanut butter with a little bit of with a little bit of Wesson oil in it. Yeah, because we usually tell people if they have oil leaks to use the conventional because it's a, a little slower. thicker. Yeah. yeah, and and it'll yeah. slow down some of the oil leaks. But in in this particular case, his motor just does. It has yeah. a brain, right? But it doesn't know the difference. Yeah. Okay. Take your uh, wife to question. dinner, okay? Yeah, okay, there go. we go. Yeah, next question. Uh, our car, uh, she uh, she normally drives about two thousand miles a year, uh, and I know you say you should change the oil in the uh, in the springtime. Yeah. Is, should I still do that once a year, or, or should I go? She takes just, full synthetic also. No, I just do once a year and do it do it before this summer. That, yeah, that, just that's right. That's what I hear you saying. I was just wondering yeah. whether I was wasting money because she only goes two thousand miles a year. I'll make a case for both of those. If you used a conventional oil, you, I don't know that you'd get the same weight. The uh-huh. synthetics now have their own weight, like a zero twenty is a synthetic, and and 520. a five twenty and stuff like that. So I don't know you're going to find a conventional, but uh-huh. the the no, best I was thinking oil I'd still is. Do, I'd, I'd, I'd still do the synthetic, but I was just wondering on the one He's year. He's doing one full year synthetic. Yeah. Well, I I. You're not driving it very much, so you're building up a lot of water in the oil because this car doesn't get on the road and and, and go to Flagstaff in the summertime so we can go through a complete heat cycle. All she's doing is going to the liquor store and back and going to church and back, and I'm teasing you. I'm teasing Do you think he could put a semi-synthetic in there? Yes, he could. He could. I mean, what kind of car is it? For 2,000, it doesn't make any difference. It's 2,000 miles a year. 
I mean, he can put camel, you know, what in there, and it's going to be fine. But but the answer to your question is, you could use a semi-synthetic if you could find something close to the weight. You could use a semi-synthetic, uh-huh. and your two thousand miles would be fine. Be fine. Okay. Very good. All right. Thank you, sir. Okay. Appreciate. Thank you, Mark. You're up next. How can I help you? Hi, Mark. How are you doing? Good. Good. Thank you. Good. Good. Uh, you ready for an AC question? Sure. Okay. Uh, Nissan Versa 2013, uh, two days ago, started to blow warm. Uh, I do have uh, gauges that I put on uh, this morning at about 80 degrees. It was about 80 degrees. Uh, the static reading was the same on both sides, about 90. Uh, the low side was reading with a clutch on of 35 to 40, high side 175. And neighborhood mechanics suggest that it's the expansion valve. Well, oh, gee, man, Christmas! We just went from a burp to to a, to a heart attack. <laughs> I, I, I mean, no, no. I first of all, your gauge readings are fine. What I okay. want you to do is, is I want you to find the two lines that come off the compressor. I want you to turn it on maximum and high speed, and I want you okay. to touch both those lines. One of them ought to be hot, and one of them ought to be cold. Your okay. readings tell me it's got Freon. Your readings telling me the compressor's working. And on okay. all I'm hearing from you is is that your air is lukewarm, maybe, or not as cold as it used to be. No, uh, lukewarm at that. Okay. All right. Now, and 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 what year was it? 2013. 13. Uh-huh. So it's it's 10 years old. Have you ever had the tra- Have you ever had the air conditioning worked on or serviced? No, sir. Okay, then then that's an easy answer. Um, most of us have equipment that's pretty doggone fancy, and what we're going to do is uh-huh. we're going to suck all your Freon out of your car. We're going to clean it up, and we're going to say it's 30 ounces, but it holds 45 ounces. So we're going to put your 30 back in, and we're going to put another 15 of clean virgin refrigerant, and it's going to blow icicles at you. And so what okay. you're going to do is call around and say, do you have the equipment necessary to pull my refrigerant out, measure it, clean it, put it back in, and then fill the deficiency and give me a ballpark figure for that? Do you have a ballpark figure for that? I, I what kind of freon is it? Is it? Yeah, you're right too. It's it's a versus one thirty four. Yeah, it's one thirty four. Yeah, I, I can't even remember because I think that goes by ounces. Some of these new ones are fifteen like, twenty dollars an ounce. Yeah, it's crazy. That's the one, two, three. Yeah, but the one thirty-four, I don't know what it is to be honest with you. But it's a it's a very reasonable price. And besides that, how can you complain? You've gone ten years. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can't complain. Not my car. It's my daughter's car. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but that's what uh, that's all that needs to happen. What part of town do you live in? Uh, close to um, Action Auto. Oh, okay. oh yeah, yeah. Just tell him, call him up and say, Mark Salem said that for twenty five dollars around there that you'll suck out all my Freon and put it back in or something like that, and then then they'll look at you and they, and then they're probably going to use bad words. <laughs> but no, that's and and you can call around and ask. But here's the question: people don't we don't know how much we're going to put in it, so we can tell you what the service is because it doesn't make any difference. We're going to clean what you got and we're going to add some new. But there's no additional charge except the cost of the new Freon. Yeah, yeah. So there's a box price for everything, but but yeah. Yeah, I think there's a there's a fee for the cleaner, uh-huh. and then 
a fee to suck it out and put it back in. Right. But, but, and then whatever the difference right. is. But we're not using the cleaner. That's the cooling system. But this air conditioning system, that, that we're not cleaning anything. We're just sucking out the old Freon and cleaning it up and then putting it back in okay. and then topping it off. So anyway, yeah, right. but action would be all right. Action would be a good guy. Okay? Okay. Sounds great. Thank you, Mark. You betcha. Thank you. 602 Oh, and Gil says we have a caller. Go, Gil. Say hello to Harold. Harold, how are you? Hi, Mark. I'm doing good. Uh, before I ask you my question, can I ask Renee a couple questions about her new Jeep? Um, I'll let you do that. Go right ahead. <laughs> okay. Uh, Renee, you. I'm a fan of Jeep products. And okay. uh, my first question is, I was wondering why you elected to get a diesel engine. And secondly, who manufactures the diesel engines for Jeep? Who man? I, I don't even know. I know it was made in USA. Mine was. I, I looked at that. Um, we are going to be pulling it behind the motorhome. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to have the same kind of fuel that the motorhome had. And actually I drove them both and I really liked the way the diesel felt and, and I felt like it had good power and it's not loud or anything like you'd think a diesel engine is. And I don't know who made the motor either. Yeah. I I don't know who made the motor either. Um, we, we, we are a diesel family. Yeah. And 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 we are going to haul it behind the motorhome, mm-hmm. um, and I and we did talk to other people who had the Gladiator, the Jeep truck, right? And all of them that, not all of them, many of them wish they would have got the diesel, but we didn't find anybody who wished they would have got the gas, right? And and I do think it, it, if I remember right, it got about the same gas mileage or okay. What do you get mileage? Now? I'm getting about twenty. But it's pretty new. Okay, but but by the same token, my truck, my one-ton right. Dodge, up and down the mountain, and we both do up and down the mountain mm-hmm. a lot. I'm at, what, I was 16, 16 yesterday? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 16. So uh, I'm jealous of the 20, but then again, she's not drag racing every Chevy and Ford that wants to run them up the hills. Mm-hmm. Okay, but you are satisfied with it. That's good, that's good news. Yeah, it really is a nice vehicle. Well, let, let's, let's, let's clarify that. Okay. Okay. Um, after we got the vehicle, it went into the shop where our son runs the performance division. So it has fancy tires and wheels. It has window tinting. It has a, a few modifications. <laughs> and, it, and it has really fancy lights up in the front bumper that light up the world and all that other kind of stuff. But the real reason she bought it, she didn't tell you, is she's a junker. Oh, okay. And number one, the back seats fold down so she can put stuff in the back seats. And number two, it's got a bed that's got a bed cover that locks with the locks. So when she goes junking, which is garage sailing on Saturdays and Sundays, and she buys stuff, then she can put it in her Jeep and lock it up. That's the reason she bought the Jeep. (laughs) Uh, And we've never been a Jeep family or anything, but this is probably the first one um and maybe my dad had one years and years and years ago but, but we're not disappointed with the performance no. we're not per- disappointed with the, the the particulars of the vehicle it's comfortable to drive it's really nice it's got plenty of power yeah. the thing will climb out or uh, just as fast as all the rest of them will and it all will. that other stuff i haven't been there yet so you okay. must have been still okay right. he'll he has a question so maybe we'll come back after okay uh, um Where am I at? Well, we need to take a break. And then can you stay there and then we'll get you right after the break. Harold, just stay right there and we'll be right back right after this. 
960 The Patriot and Amfed Coin and Bullion invites you to join us as we bring in our nation's top political and cultural intellectual, Dennis Prager. Get your tickets now for Cigar Night with Dennis Prager, Thursday, April 27th at 960thepatriot.com. Grab a drink and light up a fine cigar as Dennis joins us in a conversation about our politics, our culture, and our country. Dennis will be joined in conversation by Seth Liebson. Don't miss your chance to be with other like-minded individuals in this unique and intimate setting for an evening at an exclusive estate at the foot of Camelback Mountain. The general admission event begins at 6.30 p.m. for a cocktail reception sponsored by by Y Refi, followed by the Dennis Prager speaking event from 7 to 8.30 p.m. VIP attendees will receive all the perks of the general admission, plus an exclusive meet-and-greet opportunity with Dennis Prager and Seth Leapson. This is a very limited opportunity with only a handful of tickets. Go to 960thepatriot.com for tickets and more information. Sponsored by AmFed, Coin, and Bullion. I was in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean when it happened. There was a sudden jolt and our submarine crashed on the seafloor. We were in total darkness. That's Dr. Dejana Figueroa, a marine biologist and STEM teacher, talking about a deep sea dive she'll never forget. It's funny, when I was a kid, I was afraid of the ocean. And there I was, two miles below the surface. But as a scientist, you prepare for that. Using our training and a little creativity, we fixed the sub and finished our experiments. The dive was just too important. Every dive gives us glimpses at things few people ever get to see. Blowing creatures, fiery undersea volcanoes. When we got back to the surface, I kissed the ground and called my mom, of course. But you know what? I wouldn't trade that dive for anything. Dr. Figueroa uses her passion for STEM to discover new things and make the world a better place. She can STEM, so can you. Check out She Can STEM for more stories and inspiration. A message from the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody. 21 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. Mark Salem sitting here with my wife, Renee. We're talking about her new Jeep Gladiator, four-wheel drive, diesel engine. Yeah. <laughs> I never thought you'd drive a diesel. I, I figured <laughs> I didn't you'd, you wouldn't hate, you'd hate the smell. Yeah. Anyway, let me tell them about Larry Harker's Auto, and then we're going to get back with Harold real quick. And, Kim, you stay there, too, as well. Larry Harker's been around since 1967. Here's the story. They get a BMW. It's leaking water on the passenger side floorboard. The estimate is somewhere in the vicinity of five or $6,000. The reason why it's leaking water on the passenger side, floor, and it's water, it's clear water, mm-hmm. is because the drain is plugged up. The drain, because the air conditioning system, the cold part of the air conditioning system is behind the glove box. So all he did is unplug the drain. The bill was like one one-hundredth of the other guy's bill to tear the dashboard apart and replace everything inside. Mm-hmm. That's what Larry Harker's is all about. 38th Avenue and Indian School, been around since 1967. A good shop if you live in that area, Larry Harker's Auto. Harold, you, I, I'm all ears, buddy. Go ahead. Okay, Mark. Once again, our news media here is scaring us used car buyers to death about the number of flood-damaged vehicles that are coming on the market. Apparently, a lot of these are coming from California, and I can certainly understand that based upon the weather they've had over there. But my question to you is, is there something about Arizona that makes us a logical dumping ground for these vehicles? Like, are we we populated with dumb buyers? We get used vehicles from all over the the United States, but what's really special about Arizona vehicles is when they go out 
of the of Arizona. So you have a, a car that's been grown up in Arizona, one of Renee's cars that has been cared for meticulously, and nobody's ever had a butt in the back seat. And that goes to Minnesota. Well, they see a five, six, seven year old used car from Arizona that's pristine. That's where the real money lies. The dumping ground is is who's moving them fast. In Arizona, there is a change of cars much regularly than any other state. But I want to tell you something. It takes me or one of my guys less than 20 minutes to find out if the car's been in a flood. 20 minutes, maybe 30. It's not that hard. It's real easy to figure that out. And that's something that any garage worth their salt can, can, can look at and tell you real quick. Okay, thank you. All righty. All right, good luck to you, Harold. Thank you very much. Kim, you're up next. You got it. Thank you, Mark, for taking the call. Yeah, I've, um, I've had about five, I think, or uh, four runners, uh, Toyota. Okay. And uh, every few years I get another one. I've got a 2022 um, TRD Sport right now. And the last three I've had, I had a TRD Pro before this and, then, you know, just another Toyota before that. Anyway, all three of them have this freaking squeak that drives me nuts and i've had because uh, i hear it you know all the time so what do you do you turn up the radio right yeah that's what renee <laughs> so, does uh, <laughs> yeah right but anyway i've had it in the toyota and i think well god if anybody should be able to figure it out these guys shouldn't they they can't they can't find the squeak they have not, I've been unable in the last three cars three toyotas i've owned over the last probably six years uh, they they just say, yeah, there's nothing, we can't find anything wrong. I, I can, I I can, I'll help you. I'll help you. What part yeah, of town you live good, in? Good, I thought you. Uh, Rio Verde. Way north. Go to yeah. Blackwell's at 40th Street and Greenway and call and make an appointment and tell them that I talked to Mark Salem and he says that you don't have a prayer in hell in finding out what's squeaking underneath my Toyota, but I thought I'd try you anyway. And and here's what's missing. Here's what's missing. All right. You you bring your car into my shop. I don't have time to deal with a squeak that you can't duplicate. I can't have a technician go drive that car for hours, especially because Renee's got us at four hundred dollars an hour. Oh, stop. And and so the idea is is when the customer comes in and says, "I can make it happen." Then he takes the technician with him. Then the technician puts it on the rack, and then they start knowing exactly where the squeak. I mean, it's a, is it a suspension shift? It's when you brake. Is there a squeak? Is it when you take off fast? Is there a squeak? Is it right turn? Is it left turn? Is the squeak related to speed? It doesn't happen below thirty-five, but it happens above that. All kinds of that kind of stuff. But Blackwell, there won't be any problem if you can make it happen. He can find it. Oh, absolutely. No, I've taken guys from Toyota, you know, the, the head honcho and all that, our service department on, on rides, and, yep, there's the squeak, and they take it back in and look at it for an hour and a half or whatever. Sorry, can't figure it out. Okay, okay let me I'll ask you a question. It, 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 yeah, is the squeak related to steering left and right, making a 90-degree right and 90-degree left? Is the squeak related negative, to that? Negative. Okay. Negative. Is, no high rod or anything. Yeah, go Okay. Ahead. I know, but you're saying that. You better be sure, because if you send me and you tell me it's not a tie rod or it's not a bushing related to the steering, like a, a track bar bushing, then, you know, we're going to miss that. What causes the, the squeak? Is it the up and down motion of the vehicle? Is it is it the speed, or the decel or acceleration? What causes the squeak? Well, you know, I can drive out right where I am now, parking lot, and and I'll just hear it. If, if, go, go over really slight inconsistencies in the pavement. 
uh, nothing like a big bump or a speed bump. And of course, I'll hear it then. Same. Okay. But left and or so, right doesn't make any difference. Straight ahead. Okay. And, so it's an up and down movement of the body and the chassis. I would, so yeah, that sounds logical. Yeah. Okay. So if that's the case, then this is what I challenge you to do: start get your hose and just wet the whole right side rear. Stick your hose underneath the wheel well and just spray a big 360-degree circle. Then go drive it and see what happens. And then do it to the left rear. Do it to the left front. Do it to the right front. As soon as the water hits that squeak, it'll change the squeak, and then you've got something to to, to go on because that's what we're going to do. <laughs> so really that, interesting. I'll go to one of, one of those wand uh, car wash sure. places and use the wand to do it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Just try to spray cool. each one separately and go find some place yeah. where it's going to make it but that's all we need we just need to know what corner the damn thing's on it's unusual that it would be three different vehicles though that's what and it, it's the same noise and it did the same exact thing on all three of them yeah yeah exactly yeah it's the same that's three. strange yeah well and once we get, a, once we fix it we can answer that question sure right? Okay, yeah. so stop jumping all over it because well, we haven't just, fixed it yet. Yeah, it's and, just and wrong. he's going to go in and tell Blackwell that Salem <laughs> says you don't have a prayer in hell, fine in this squeak, <laughs> and, 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 and Blackwell's going to—it's going to drive Blackwell crazy. Yeah, and then if—and then I know it's a long drive to Salem's, but he—he—if you can't fix it, Tom, I'll—I'll I'll take it to Mark and he'll fix it. <laughs> so anyway, thank you, Kim. Thank you very much. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. If you have a car question, six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. And and Gil, we don't have anybody in queue. Yes. Chuck, Chuck, good morning. Chuck, uh, I'll get your question out, but I'm going to answer your question after the break. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, Mark, I have a 2007 Chevy Silverado with the 4.8 engine. Heard you talking about changing transmission fluid. I wanted to do it myself. I wanted to completely change it all out. Just wondering uh, how I go about doing that. I can do that. I can walk you through that. Um, I got 40 seconds to go. We're going to use about five feet of, of uh, three-eighths uh, fuel line and some clamps. You're going to have your wife there, and you're going to have a five-gallon bucket or something bigger than a five-gallon bucket, a big trash can. So those two hoses are going to go, and somebody's going to hold them and aim them at the trash can. But when the fluid comes out, it's going to splash a little bit, so you don't want your wife's face down there and, and cover her in transmission fluid. One of them's going to be sucking, and one of them's going to be pushing. So you disconnect the cooler lines at the coo- at the transmission cooler up the front by the radiator, and you start from there. But we'll talk about it more, and I've got to take a break right about now. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Uncover uncover retirement concepts you need to know. Optimize your income. Minimize your taxes. Do it with a plan. Understand the process and challenges of retirement planning with best-selling author Alan Kiefer. Let's get smarter about planning our retirement and succeeding at retirement. Tune in to Top Gun Retirement Hour with Alan Kiefer. Saturdays at 8 a.m. right here on 960 The Patriot. Hey, guys, let's play some video games. This new dad plays video games with his sons. But the challenge feels like he's lifting a metric ton. So many buttons. His avatar just stares at the walls, twists and turns and somehow falls. Help me. He's tangled up in the controller's cords. I just don't understand this crazy digital world. Crazy, crazy digital world. Heroes and worlds. But the love from his kids is totally apparent. Ooh. 
be perfect to be the perfect parent. You should have just played catch. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of siblings in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Introducing the YMCA. What, you already know the Y? Or so you think. Sure, you know the Y for a swim, a workout, even a game of hoops. But did you know we're more than that? We're a cause. When you take your jump shot at the Y, someone else is getting job training. Take a cardio class while kids are in an after-school enrichment program. Practice your downward-facing dog as a teen practices her leadership skills. That's the why. We work with people no matter their age, income, or background and give them the opportunity to learn, grow, and thrive, all with one simple goal in mind, to strengthen our community. And we've got so much more that does just that. So while you might think of the why as that place for lifting weights, we're also about lifting entire communities. Introducing the why. We're so much more than a place. We're a cause. Visit ymca.net slash more. Maybe it's time to take a fresh look at everything we thought we knew about landing a great job. For instance, what if phenomenal careers start at the middle school science fair instead of at the job fair? If being the captain of the robotics team means just as much on a college application as being captain of the football team. And if knowing the quadratic formula is every bit as important as knowing the right people. Well, the fact is, the jobs of the future will be heavily geared towards science, technology, engineering, and math. In other words, the future is STEM. More opportunities, better pay. And the road to these great jobs starts as early as middle school. So if you're a student, talk to your school counselor about STEM. If you're a parent, talk to your kids. Because the job you'll get in the future may very well depend on what you do today. A public service message from America's Navy. Thousands of young people are dying from counterfeit prescription drugs laced with lethal doses of fentanyl. Just one counterfeit pill laced with fentanyl can kill. Visit OnePillKilled.org to learn more. All about that demon. Back to everybody, 34 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. And Chuck, you stay right there. I've got a little business to take care of. Strictly Diesel Service and Repair is up in North Phoenix. He's on Pinnacle Peak Road and I-17 on the east side of the road. When it comes to... And, and, and Nate named his shop Strictly Diesel Service and Repair. They do diesels, Chevys, Dodges, Fords. He's really, really good at what he does, but he's no be- better or worse than the rest of us. We cannot fix your car over the phone because we're going to ask you about pressure. We're going to ask you about color of exhaust. We're going to ask you about codes. But more important, we're going to ask you about serial stream data, and you don't have the ability to give it to us. And that's the equipment that we have that holds in our hand that costs 50000 bucks. So we plug it into the car, and it gives us numbers, and we know what the numbers mean. So if we're expecting a 5, and the number is a negative 1, that tells us exactly what's going on. And so then we can backtrack that. So Strictly Diesel Service and Repair, it's a great shop. And once you meet Nate, you'll recognize why I just like him a lot. He's a giant of a man, but he is just the calmest, nicest guy you'd ever meet. So talk to Nate when you go to Strictly Diesel. Chuck, on your transmission... You might have to, when you take the transmission cooler lines off of the transmission cooler, 
there's a good chance that you're going to have to buy a fitting that's got a pipe thread on one end and a barbed on the other where you're going to hook up your 3-8 fuel lines that are going to go into your trash can that you're going to flush the transmission. I would strongly suggest that you just call around and ask somebody what's a flush cost. Don't pull the pan. I just want to flush. And I, I, I would see, because I want to tell you something, if, if, if you don't get the clamp on right or if that hose gets away from you as you're sitting inside and you're going from park to reverse to neutral to drive and it's cars idling, you can have a mess that you, it, it's unbelievable. And, and, and the reason I know that is, it, is that happens at least once a year at our shop where we blow a line off. Okay. Um, I, I don't think I have a cooler on this. It comes out of the radiator, it goes down, and then the two metal lines go right under the engine to the transmission. I thought I well, could the, take the lines out at the radiator. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, you're, okay. you're going to disconnect the two lines at the radiator where the tranny cooler is within the radiator. Oh, I see. Okay, and that's oh, okay. okay. And and so you'll you'll look at those and um and you'll you're going to have to somehow con- convert those to two pieces of 5 foot long of uh, 5 3 eighths fuel line. Okay. And so, and, and what you're going to have is two five-gallon buckets from Home Depot. <laughs> yeah, one has all the new fluid in, and then the old fluid goes into the other one. That's and right. And then once it starts coming clean or looking like the new fluid, then he'll be done. Yeah, yes. And actually what he'd do is is he'd start it up. He'd, he, he would have his wife crimp the suck side. Okay. We're, gonna, we're not going to introduce clean fluid until we pump out all the old. Old, okay. So we're gonna, and we have valves that are on our machines that do that. Right. So we shut the valve off. We start it up. We go reverse, neutral, drive. We rev it up. We do all kinds of fancy stuff honk the horn change the radio stations and then when the fluid stops running out of the transmission that's when you introduce the new the new fluid okay and you pump it in the same way and you're going to pump it in the suction side each one of those lines one's a pressure and one suction so you're going to use the pressure to evacuate the transmission but you're going to use the suction to pull in new fluid and when it goes as it sucks it in it'll start coming out the exit and then you know you're full Mm -hmm. 10-4 okay got that do it yeah, I, just one quick question, Mark. Mm-hmm. Is I, I assume the line on the top of the radiator is the uh, fluid coming out, going into the radiator, and then the bottom one must be where it's, you know suck goes back to the transmission. Don't don't uh, bet your don't bet your last buck on that. <laughs> oh, because we well, don't know the answer. The top either. of the radiator would be hot. The bottom would be cooler, and that's why they did that. Oh well, I could be wrong. But you could touch it, and that would tell you that. Because the hot's going to oh, be coming true. in and the coolant's going out, so but really it doesn't make any difference. You still got both of them disconnected, and you still got you you've adapted um, fuel control or fuel hose on them. So you're holding two of them in the buckets, and one of them's going to be spitting, and one of them's going to be sucking, and it doesn't make any difference at that point. Well, the reason why I ask that is that bottom one looks like a, <laughs> it's hard to get to, but the top one could I just take the one that that puts forces the oil out? While I'm dumping transmission fluid down the dipstick hole, you can. But you're, if if the system holds five quarts, you might use fifteen to change the color. Oh, I see what you mean. You see because, what I mean? Uh, it might be yeah, because you're going to be you're going to change the color through attrition, and and I'm suggesting we just pump the old out, and then once once we stop doing that, then we put new in. So, but okay. but call around and ask other people. Call, call a couple of shops and 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 see what they charge. Anyway, thank you very much. And Joan, you're up, or John, you're up next. Uh, hi there. I have a 2016 Volkswagen Passat. Okay. And it it goes through oil about a quart every month, month and a half. 
but of oil, but there is no oil anywhere that I could find on the is garage it, floor anywhere. Is it gas or diesel? Gas. Okay. Um, you never see any blue smoke. Nope. Okay. I, my wife drive behind me, and I like gas it to see it's a it's the uh, the turbo, the four cylinder okay. turbocharged. Okay. And. Um, you know, I think if if I were the shop that, that was in charge of this, the first thing I'd do is pull the spark plug. Well, it's a diesel, you said. Yeah. Okay. No, I can't pull the I can't pull the spark plugs on your diesel. Um, I think I'd probably look at the exhaust system to see if there's evidence that we're consuming oil. Um, I would look at the PCV valve system, positive crankcase ventilator. I'd look at that to make sure that we are vacuuming out the pressure of the engine and we are not letting it build pressure. What kind of oil are you using, and how many miles has it got on it? Uh, I'm driving it now, so it's uh, 126,000 miles, and okay. I use the 5W30, I think, from Castor Oil. Okay. Is that a synthetic or a conventional? It's a uh, synthetic. Well, it's okay. kind of like a multi-use. It's, it's for uh, cars with with mileage on it. You know, that's what they okay. say for... Okay, don't 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 do that anymore. Um, I think what I would do if I were you is I, I with 150 150,000 miles you said he had on it. 130. 130. I think I, the next oil change I'd put 30 weight in it and see what happens. If you can control the oil consumption just by putting 30 weight in it, the, the car's been around the world six times. So I mean the motor's going to yeah. be a little loose, but but 30 weight's not going to hurt it, especially if you were in Phoenix. If you were in Minnesota, I wouldn't tell you 30 weight, but in Phoenix, 30 weight. So try that oh, and see if you okay. can. Now, you're not adding oil till it's below the ad mark, yes? Well, yeah, because what happens is it's like it's got an idiot light, right? And it'll come up and say your oil is low, and then I can look at the the uh, dipstick, and it's right at that, the last little notch on the dipstick. Okay, okay. Another thing I'd do is, is I would just ignore it the next time and just kind of keep an eye on it. And I'd like to know what happens uh, when it gets down. To, what's the mileage between the ad mark, which is the light comes on, and then a, uh, an eighth of an inch below that? I mean, I'm just wondering you know, about all the different possibilities. You don't say anything about blue smoke, and you're talking, uh, uh, there's no symptoms of this thing gulping oil. So... Um, and the other yeah. thing is, is I'm going to tell you this, but don't tell anybody I ever said this, okay? Don't you ever tell anybody I said this. I want you to Google 616. Google? Oh, my goodness. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. 16 Passat <laughs> diesel using oil. That's what I want you to do. Now, the best that could happen is he finds on the Internet that uh -huh. there is a service bulletin about this issue. Okay. And there is a fix for this issue. So that's the best that he could hope for. But let's just go see what Mr. Google says. i got to run. We'll be back right after this. Texting privacy policy in terms of conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting enrolls for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop to opt out. Terms and conditions apply. For full details, see unlock.com slash legal. Lisa, thanks for having me over. Your new kitchen is gorgeous. How'd you find the money to do it? We worked with this great company, Unlock. They help you unlock the future value of your home to get the cash you need today. So it's a home equity loan? No, it's not a loan at all. There's no monthly payments and no interest charges ever. And you can use the money however you want. We were able to redo our kitchen and pay off our credit 
credit card debt. Wow, Jack and I could really use this to finally pay off our old student loan debt. How do I get started? It's easy. Just send them a text. Text FUTURE to 323232 to unlock the value in your home and get up to $500,000 in cash with no monthly payments and no interest ever. Pay off debt, improve your home, add your retirement fund. It's up to you. Just text FUTURE to 323232 right now to see if you qualify. Text the word FUTURE to 323232. Text FUTURE to 323232 now. It only takes a minute to find out if you may have prediabetes. And you can do it at doihaveprediabetes.org. But you're probably not going to. Nope. I'm sure you've got a perfectly good excuse. Kids, work. <laughs> I get it. You're busy. So what better time than now? Let's begin. Raise one finger if you're a man. Ladies, none yet. Oh, count in your head if you're driving. Now, three more fingers for everyone over 60, two over 50, one over 40, one more if you're not physically active, another finger if anyone in your family has type 2 diabetes, another if you've got high blood pressure, if you're overweight, raise another finger, two if you're very overweight, and three if you're really overweight. You've just taken the world's first audio pre-diabetes test. And if you're holding up five or more fingers, visit doihaveprediabetes.org or talk to your doctor. There's no excuse because prediabetes can be reversed. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Welcome back, everybody. 44 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing has been in Mesa since Jesus was a baby. Trust me on that. Brian and Thelma have been uh, controlling this this operation since 1970. They're the only shop in Mesa that can pass the filter to be on my best car repair shops list. So they're at Main Street just east of Stapley. And when you go in and you meet Brian or his wife Thelma, she handles the front counter and Brian handles the shop, you'll understand why I, I'm so high on this shop because they're so good, they're so kind, they're so and and Brian is an A-plus technician. And he is just a no BS guy. So Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing is the only shop in Mesa that I can recommend. Let's go to the phones. Barry, you're up first. How can I help you? Yeah, Mark, thanks. Um, Is there a quick rule of thumb on checking a mass airflow sensor by taking the wire off with a car running and see what it does? No. No. Uh Uh-uh. That doesn't work. No, when you disable the mass airflow sensor, the computer loses the signal. We're not testing the ability of the mass airflow sensor to determine air intake. And and the mass airflow sensor is telling the computer and telling the engine, the fuel controls, what the temperature of the air is, what the velocity of the air is, and and then the computer looks at a chart and says, oh, well, this guy's doing 1,100 RPM and he's going at 48 miles an hour. So all of this matters, and the only thing the mass airflow sensor does is tell the computer on, this is how much air is coming into the engine, and you need to add this much fuel. Okay. So I, I, what, do you have a mass airflow sensor code, and you want to test it? Well, it's given a 1278 code on a Nissan Sentra. Okay. And well, to, oh, to be ahead. honest with you, we, we would plug in a scanner that might cost 30000 bucks. so you're not going to buy one. We'd plug in a scanner. Now, let me explain, too. Everything, in simple terms, now, this doesn't apply across the board, but in simple terms, everything on your car in the electronic components is a 1 through 5 volt reading. And just just so everybody can understand, one is idle and five is wide open throttle. When it comes to oil pressure, 
one is the the car is idling, the oil pressure is just blah blah blah, and five is we're doing 100 miles an hour and the oil pressure is really high. Everything in the car is voltage related. Everything. So I would drive your car and I would come to an idle and I would look at the voltage reading and it extrapolates that into a number that I can understand. So I'm going to look at the voltage and then I'm going to slowly throttle up and I probably have somebody sitting with me, flying wing with me, and he's going to look at the at this chart and he's going to see that the mass airflow sensor is showing a graduated amount of air being delivered to the car, sucked into the engine by the engine, and the mass airflow sensor tells us the temperature, the barometric pressure, and tells us the moisture content of all the air. Yeah, so those mass- numbers increase. Right. Yeah. As you speed well, it up. Volume more than anything else. Now the air will cool down because fast air is cooler than slow air. So yes, there's all of that going on. Um, you could do this if you wanted to. If you look inside there, you're probably going to see the real brains of the outfit, which is this little area that the air goes through. They make a mass airflow sensor cleaner. You don't want to go crazy. You take the mass airflow sensor off. You find out the little. It's, it's a little curly wire. Sometimes you have to look for it with a flashlight. And you're just going to spray that gently on there once or twice, not the whole can. Then you're going to put it back in and see what happens. Right. Spray it, the little coils in there. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, that's right. Oh, and thanks, Mark. And the, the fellow that called about the transmission, I had a 94 S10, which I did the similar way of changing the fluid with the hose, and uh-huh. it was the upper pipe where the pressure comes into the radiator. Okay. Uh, if that'll help him, you know, if he's there. But, yeah. you know, you got to, if you want to do it, you better be careful. Like you said, have a hose ready and have your wife there with a rag and everything because, you know, it could be the wrong way. But it was coming in at the top, coming out at the bottom. And I think so. he, he alluded to that because the top's going to be hot, but the bottom's going to be cooler because it's going in and out of the cooler. So you could literally touch the two of them to determine which one's coming from the transmission and which one's going to the transmission because the cooler is going to drop the temperature. And that's why we have temperature guns. The number one tool we use now is a temperature gun. So a tech goes over there, starts it up, puts it in drive, sets the parking brake, goes and gets something else, comes back, he guns the top line, he guns the bottom line, he knows which one's the hottest, and boom, we're done. But you bring up a good point. Yeah. So, all right, got to run. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Diana, you're up next. How can I help you? Well, I just have a quick question. Have you ever done much work, maintenance work, on a Model A Ford? Yes. Oh. Much. I don't know if you say much. Well, well, let me explain. Let (laughs) me explain. I understand your question perfectly, but let me explain. The Model A Ford has spark plugs. It has intake valves and exhaust valves. It has a timing chain or gears. It is an old version it's an old iron compared to a new iron. They work the same. Um, uh-huh. and, and, and today, we have the ability, don't tell anybody this, where we can make slight adjustments and make it run a little better, maybe a little bit more power, maybe a little bit more fuel. We can do that kind of stuff. But tell me geographically where you're at, and let me see if I've got a shop I can send you to. I'm in Awatuki. Oh, well, um, what you would do is if you chose us is, um, tell me what's going on with it. What That's do you, what I was going to say. Okay. Oh, I just uh, was wondering about changing oil. Um, there's, you have to um, grease a lot of little places, yep. and I don't know all those places. 
and you know things like that just maintenance um, let me let me tell you what what we do um we recognize the personal relationship people have with those kinds of cars. Um, I'm proud to tell you that all of our technicians are going to grease the car and we're going to wipe all those zerts off <laughs> and, and we're going to use paper towels because we're going to push grease into the joint and we're, and and what comes out is black but we're using green grease and what comes out initially is black and then the green comes and that's when you stop because you have just flushed that joint with new grease so we wipe all that off and the filter and the oil we're going to put a 30 weight in there and on and on and on so the answer is is yes that's not a problem on a 1 to 10 scale that's a 2 oh you mean as far as problems are concerned no, I mean as far oh, as technical, tech, getting, it yeah, yeah, getting it done. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's, so it, a two means it's easy. It's it's on a one to ten scale. Um, uh, on the bottom end, we have master technicians that not likely to get your car. Then we have young men that are in training and that are that are teamed up with a master technician. And this is going to be assigned to a, a master technician, but he's not going to do it. He's going to supervise the job, and the young man's going to do it who's been with us for five years. And what about do you think we have a problem? Watch? Say that. Get, do you think we'd have a problem getting an oil filter? Oh, I, I don't I, know if they're I, the same or what What are they like. Well, do they ask, have oil filters? When was the last time you heard our shop say, we can't find the part? A Model A, that's old. I don't care. I don't care. I, I find well, parts I for I you. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's about, I mean, I've had it for two and a half years, and I haven't changed the oil, but I don't drive it every day. And, okay. and the oil on the is like between full and low and so I keep driving it. I don't know whether to add oil or get it changed first. Well or what. let me ask you a question. Does the oil on the dipstick look like it's amber? No, no, it's it's a little dark. <laughs> okay. Then I would change it. After two years you, you, Here's the deal. Every time you start it up and you shut it off, we're going to put a little bit of water in the oil because the air inside the engine is hot, and when it condenses, it's going to drip a drip or two of water. So so every two years, um, yeah, change the oil and filter and grease it and, and check the air pressure in the tires. and that kind of, See, uh, an oil change is more than just changing the oil and the filter. We're checking the belts and the hoses, all the fluids, the tire, and we're looking for obvious things wrong, not to sell you stuff, but just obvious things that are wrong. So... Yeah, that's something well, that's been uh, totally upgraded and, and worked on right before I bought it. So, you know, it was. But I, I can't do it myself. I will um, eventually learn how. But I thought maybe I better have someone look at it now. So, well, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you, but don't tell anybody else. Okay. <laughs> Are you ready? When you go there, you're going to ask for Andy. Okay. Andy. Okay. Andy, and that's yeah. my daughter, and you're going to say. Would it be possible if I watched him change uh, do change the oil on my car? And she'll say yes. Yeah, just yeah, call, make an appointment. But then I'm sure they'd let you in the back to watch them do yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, and Andy's the my youngest daughter um, runs the operation. She's she's CEO, CFO, and BDD. And and okay. she's the big dog, <laughs> and, she, and and everybody there dances to her music. She knows what people like you are. We have lots of you, 
and and we know how that that we you embrace that you're going to let me go in the bays and watch you you can go watch you can't talk well, I mean you can't you can't help them but you and but they're going to talk out loud Eddie's going to do it anyway mm-hmm. and Eddie's my Ford guy and he's been with us how many years 34 34 years he's been with us and so he's right there. His bay is right there at the big windows in the in the service department. So you're going to walk out 10 feet and be right there. And Eddie's one of the greatest guys in the world. So, yeah, just talk to Andy. And my son, Alan, also works there, and he handles the shop. He's the big burly guy with the big gray beard, and um, and he, he handles all the, 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 uh, the hairy-chested technicians in the shop because they're afraid of Andy. They don't want anything to do with Andy. <laughs> okay. All right, you're more than welcome. You're more than welcome. So did I represent the kids to your satisfaction? Yeah, Alan's not as big and burly as he used to be. But no, no, no. Because he I, shaved I, his beard well, no, a little no, bit. He, yeah, but she, didn't, she wouldn't know that. I'm just she wouldn't. Alan right. used to have really long, He's got beautiful, thick, gray hair. And how old is Alan? 44. 44. And, and he had a beautiful beard. And just recently, his wife talked him into shaving up his beard and his hair. And he looks great, according to mom and, and, and dad. Yeah. And, and I think Heather, his wife, is happy. And I think Andy's happy. And I think he's happy. Yeah, I think he, he's happy. He that said he, it was getting a little hot. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway. All right. We got another caller. Who's that? Say hello to Scott. Scott, good morning. Oh, good morning, Mark. Good morning. Hey, uh, I've got a real quick question. I've got a 1977 Chevy Silverado that's been sitting for about 10, 11 years, not being run. And um, I'm going to start working on it to get it running. My question is about the antifreeze that's in the radiator. Of course, I'm going to go ahead and uh, pull the hoses off and drain it. Do I have to worry about, it's a metal tank, should I get that boiled out or should I replace it? or? No. Is it a horizontal flow or a vertical flow? It's a horizontal. Okay. I would take my hand on the bottom on one side. I'd tell my wife to put the hose in on the other side. I'd hold my hand as far, and I would have her put a rag around the neck, and we're going to power flush it with a with a garden hose. And then I'd put the garden hose in the bottom tank, and I'd flush it out the top, and I'd do that a little bit. But in the absence of symptoms, you're wasting your money. Okay. That truck That truck should run between half and three quarters, depending on the day and, and air conditioning use. But, no, you're halfway there. Just back flush it with a garden hose and be done with it. So I can take the, thing, I can take the, the radiator out, put it on the ground, and, and I can flush it that way also, correct? Yeah, but you just leave it in. You're just, just going to take it in. Okay. Put, put a nozzle on the end of your hose and stick it in the bottom port, put a rag around it, and tell your wife to just put a towel over the mouth of the radiator where the radiator cap is normally at. Okay. And so you're going to flush that way and... and you know, if she lets go of that towel, she's going to be really mad at you, buddy. And then, so then you you switch places with her, and so you go to the top of the radiator, and she puts the towel on the bottom, and she watches it, and 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 then she says, "Honey, it's coming out brown. It's looking bad. Looking. Oh, here comes some clean water. Yeah, yeah, yeah." And then you're done. Okay. How about the brake fluid? Um, brake fluid, you're going to need help with that. I'm up against a brake that I can't miss, but on the brake fluid, you you can turn it upside down. You can have them pump the brakes, and you can bleed it. But I, I think um, 9 out of 10 times that we end up doing that, it's because the customer tried and couldn't, and it came in on a tow truck because they lost the brakes altogether. That might be something you want to. But if you wanted to turn the bottle upside down on the brake reservoir and open up all the bleeders and watch them, that'll do it. But it's not a forced bled. You're just dripping them. 
And so it's a little easier if we're forcing the fluid out. But anyway, mark at marksalem.com is my email address, mark at marksalem.com. And I'll see you next Saturday here on KKNT. Saturdays from 10 to noon, we're here talking about cars. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.